This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello, and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I am Miles Danhausen Jr., writer and editor for the Peninsula Pulse. And today I'm joined by Shane Sullivan of Door Disc Golf and a podcaster himself here to talk and, and have a little fun talking about the, the growth of disc golf in Door County. Shane, thanks for joining us in the podcast studio. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you guys kind of reaching out and talk to Dave. And he was like, we should get you on the podcast. I was like, absolutely. Love to. Yeah. And, it, you know, like sometimes you're sitting here overthinking stuff and you're thinking, oh, who could we have on the podcast? Who do we need to talk about? What's the big driving issue? And yeah. then Dave goes, well, you know, Shane has this podcast. You might want to talk to him about disc golf. I'm like, yeah, book it. Let's do that. Yeah. Like, this is not heavy. I don't have to think about every word right. I say and whether or not somebody's going to take it the wrong way or, oh, look, Miles is pro-development or anti-development <laughs> or he hates Sturgeon Bay or he loves Sister Bay. It's like, no, we can just talk about disc golf. So this is nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can talk about divisive disc golf issues if you want to, <laughs> like what that. plastic and yeah. <laughs> what the world's courses should be, you know. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's break that down too. But no, it's, it's fun to talk about this, but it's also interesting because even disc golf comes up at some of the meetings I cover because certain towns are trying to figure out like, you know, should we allow a disc golf course on our, on mm -hmm. in town property and how to, how to do it and how to manage what you allow and don't allow. And also it's really interesting when you come forward with a proposal to watch like people who have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> go like, what is this? So it's a yeah. golf course. Don't we have golf courses? And exactly. so it's, it's very, there's a bar to be cleared for people. Right. So let's talk about that, Bart. Sure. Like, what is, in in a nutshell, for somebody who doesn't know what disc golf is, tell mm -hmm. us what it is. So we'll start very, very vague. It's a walk in the park with an objective. I mean, reality, <laughs> that's what it is. We we take pieces of plastic, and it's not the traditional whammo frisbee, you know, like, or the, the one beach frisbee. They're designed to do certain things, but for the most part, you take any piece of plastic that's round and can fly and throw it at a target. And we treat it like golf, you know, so you start to have a tee pad, you have a finish point. And it has to come to rest in this contraption that's called a basket and there's chains that hang from it and a tray, which it has to come to rest in that. And that's how you finish out a hole. Kind of like a hoop in an inner city basketball court where they put the chain on the net. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. And then it just has a basket underneath that, you know, to catch whatever falls through that, you know. So, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful sport because it's age accessible. I mean, it, there's no limit to the I mean, even the Professional Disc Golf Association has divisions all the way up to 85 plus. Hmm. <laughs> so in their age protected division. So yeah, it is a very accessible, very fun, very kind of low key, low impact. I mean, and not just on your body, but also, you know, on the environment and everything. Sure. So it's it's a really quiet, you know, I we'll call it a quiet sport. It's a silent sport other than yeah. when it's chains, you know, so. And talking trash to each other. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's. Really where my love came from it was, so I was an athlete in college, got hurt, and I'll, I'll save you, you all of my, I was a football and power oh. lifter, so. Oh, man, nice <laughs> yeah. cattle. Yeah, it was, it was, until shoulders started Very popping out Very crucial of place. For, for disc golf, right? The power lifting <laughs> the power really lifting. plays in. <laughs> exactly, yeah, with those 175 gram, you know. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing that, and that competitive urge of me, you know, I, playing football, getting hurt, going over to power lifting, getting hurt and then going on, you know, I just needed something to fill that. So I, I jumped from sport to sport, you know, I tried out for baseball, made the team and I was just like, man, nah, this isn't for me. 
played a spring season, just ah, it wasn't for me. And then I tried to wrestle and bad shoulders and wrestling, not a great combination. Yeah. And then went on to play around with a buddy out in a park in Milwaukee at Dredska Park and just absolutely fell in love with it. it had one Frisbee and just, I was like, this is fantastic. So it just took off from there. And any hobby and any true diehard, it ends up being something where I have entirely too many Frisbees. Well, <laughs> I'd never say that to my wife, but <laughs> <laughs> they all have a purpose. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I have entirely too many discs and just love the sport and just absolutely deep dive into it. And, you know, I'm a pretty, I get that uh, fascination with one subject and I just deep dive into it. And it lasts for about three or four months, and then I go on to the next thing. And disc golf has been that thing for the last 20, 21 years mm. that I've just never let it go. So. Like, are you a weekly player? Oh, yeah. Daily I, player? What? I try to be daily, but, you know, with the businesses and the shop, and yeah. it, it gets a little more difficult, kids. You know, it gets a little more difficult <laughs> to play every day, but at least every week. And I try to get at least one tournament in every month. Well, speaking of businesses, you should... Fill people in. You are the <laughs> owner, co-owner of Julie's Park Cafe and Motel. That's right. Um, how long have you guys been there? Long time now. Uh, Twelve years, I think. I still think of you guys as oh, the new business owner. <laughs> like, wow, it's been a decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we got to get a couple generations in before that's yeah. enough. <laughs> before <laughs> you really count. Right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But then you have a disc golf store as well, right? That's right. Yeah, well, door disc golf in Fish Creek as well. Yeah. And then we have Countryside Cottages, and then we manage the Evergreen Hill Condominium. So, so typical Door County, like nine different irons in the fire. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and when we think we have enough, we're like, oh, what about this? You know, <laughs> so it's a shiny object, you know, but it, it's translated into business. But we love it. We have a, you know, great staff and, you know, the local population really supports us. And we're, we're more than grateful for that. And it seems like that's what's transitioning into disc golf to kind of get back to the original question. Yeah. I, I skirted a lot of that, but... I think some of the challenges that we see is just educating people on what disc golf is because, mm -hmm. you know, you get a lot of fears about damaging the landscape of Door County, you know, cutting trees down, doing things like that to make these fairways. And in their mind, they look at it as a golf course. We're going to clear cut everything. And we always try to, you know, educate them that, no, we're just taking out selected trees here and there. And even if there's an invasive population of something, we can actually form our holes through those to kind of get rid of some of those issues. Sure. So, yeah, that's kind of, uh, I guess the education factor is one of the biggest things that we struggle with because it's easy to say it's like golf with a Frisbee or it's like a walk in the park with an objective. But what does that really mean? Especially sure. to a municipality that's going to invest money and time and labor into, yep. you know, doing one of these things. So And clear out finite, you know, finite space that, a lot of people are making demands. You got hardcore pickleball group that right. that wants park space. You got tennis players who want park space. Kind of fight with the pickleballer sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, park space. You got soccer. You got broomball. In my case, you know, there's a lot mm -hmm. of different demands on them. So yeah, you got to you got to make it like, hey, this is not like, it's not walling this off. <laughs> this can still be parkland. Exactly. Um, yeah. Going back to, I, I'm not sure when the first like real course is built up here, but Dave mm -hmm. Elliott, our co-founder here at the Pulse. He's the one who first introduced me to disc golf because he used to play. He's got like 10 acres in Ellison Bay, the very rocky, mm -hmm. you know, the Badlands sort yeah. of thing. But <laughs> he would set up this makeshift course and basically it'd be a stick out in the middle of nowhere. He didn't have the mm -hmm. baskets or anything. It'd just be like, all right, whoever hits that stick or gets closest to that stick and go out there and play. And that was Dave's way of relieving stress before we got right. a ping pong table in the office, which we no longer have, but yeah. <laughs> we used to relieve stress by middle of the afternoon, play a few games of that and get pissed at each other. Yeah, but, I was gonna say. Um, disc golf was a more chill way for him to relieve that stress. Mm -hmm. But back then it was oh, like, Oh man, what if somebody actually had a real course here? 
Yeah. But now it's it's grown a lot in oh, that time. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I my first experience with disc golf in Door County was Dave's property as well. <laughs> so object golf at its finest, just beautiful, you know, like this old Chevy door, this, yeah. you know, like this random, <laughs> random stuff that's on that property. <laughs> exactly. Like a fire pit. You got to yeah. land inside of it or, you know, the tire remnants of an old van or something like that. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're throwing, but basically above these old two vans, you know, just, yeah. just a fantastic experience and just chew up Frisbees like none <laughs> other, you know, but it was a great experience. Got to play with Dave and Joel. You know, there's so many people that were just great people to play with and got to know the Frickmans that way as well. And Sure. And Dave can fling it. Like oh, absolutely. Six, four, whatever he is, and lanky, it's like he gets a lot of whip out of it. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the funnest things that I always enjoyed about Dave, and maybe I'm calling out on this, but <laughs> I always loved how he would know it was a bad shot before he even released it. And he'd already start like, oh, come on. <laughs> Wouldn't even be out of his hand. You're like, Dave, just stop. <laughs> You're <know>? so angry. <laughs> yeah. It was great. But no, it was it was always good times out there, just walking around BSing with the guys and just having fun. It was mindless fun, you know? Yeah. And as you get older, you don't get a lot of opportunities to do that, no. especially outside. Yeah. And sometimes with, if you're trying to get exercise, your former athlete played high school sports, loved playing basketball for years. And, mm-hmm. you know, same thing with the injury. Like I tore up my ankle when I was like 24. Mm-hmm. And at that point I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to play basketball again. So I got to find a different thing. So I was trying to find, that's what got me into cycling actually. Cause I was like, this sure. is going to be low impact. I didn't realize I could recover and I actually was able to play basketball again and stuff, but you know, you can't play football. You can't play tackle football. Yeah. Well you could, but I guess yeah. <laughs> not without like never being able to take care of your kids kind of thing. Right. But as an adult, so you find these different avenues that are a little less taxing and mm-hmm. also less stressful. So like disc golf can be that thing that is yes. like, it's competitive, but it's not, it's not the same as maybe a, di- a different sport sometimes. Right. Right. And it, you know, for me, it was an, is an ego thing. Uh, so you know, I had opportunities as a long snapper to go to division one colleges and just snap a ball, but I had too much ego. Like, no, I got to play long snapper is <laughs> not a real position, you know, and now I kick myself. Yeah. You're like, oh man, I could have perfected that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And these guys get paid fantastic money to play. You know, I wouldn't change any of it because I, I absolutely blessed with where I'm at right now and the effect I've had, my kids, my wife, you know, all that stuff could have changed. We can play that game of the butterfly flapping its wings, but you know, <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned long snapping random tangent about this. Sure. Casey Robach, who played for Sturgeon Bay high school and annihilated me when I was a high school football <laughs> player up here, just that was, those were not fun games, but went on to play like 10 years in the NFL. And after he retired, I asked him once, like, do you ever think, cause he was a center. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever think about just backing off and just being a long snapper and like getting five more years without all of the commitment and all the banging and just like, making an extra league minimum at that time, I think it was like 700 grand. It's mm-hmm. like, why not just do that for 700 grand a year? And he's like, it's not that easy. He's no. like, it's just a commitment that it takes. But he also said, people don't understand like long snapping is a very specific skill and it's different than being a center. Yep. And you would think that in the NFL that they would, because of like the, the limited roster spots and the, the money at play that you would just try and get the two positions out of one and have your center be your long snapper. Mm -hmm. But he's like, those guys, they work on that particular snap all day. That's all they do. And it's a different skill than just being the center who's the lineman. And I was right. I'd never thought of it that way. I just thought it was like, man, this would be an easy way to make an extra 5 million bucks. Because those guys play till they're like, Late thirties, a lot of times. Absolutely, so, yeah, unless you're a Packers long snapper, you get cut every other week. Later, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean that exchange between a long snapper and whoever you're getting to, the punter or the setter. I mean, it has to be perfect. I mean, that, yeah. that timing has to be everything. You know, punter, you have a little bit of leeway. You probably have a you know a 
four by or a, a 12 by 12 inch spot you can put the ball but if you're snapping it to a center you have that you know seven yards to like you got to put it right exactly where it right on their be, hands right in their hands or else the ball's not getting out yeah. you know and it's getting blocked or and and the weird thing is the number of rotations they're very specific of that it's got yes. it has to hit it at a certain point of the rotation so you think of how much you got to nail that down yep and when you don't do it in the case of the Packers last year, it's probably the difference between a Super Bowl and not exactly. a good long snapper. That's yep. wild to me. Like all the things that go into the NFL, like <laughs> that's probably why the Packers didn't go to a Super Bowl last year. Exactly. I mean, Finkel and Einhorn. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it really is. It's it's a lot about how all that exchange happens, and I loved it because it was a very elegant position. You know, it was one of those positions that not everybody could do. Just like you said, it took a very skilled hand to do it. And a lot of time, I remember sitting in my yard and setting a cooler up on top of a chair and I'd have to put it in this little like sterile cooler. And I would hundreds and hundreds every single day. Wow. And it was just one of those things that I, I just, I got so much, you know, joy out of it. And then I would move it back to where the punter <laughs> would be standing and just same thing and just drill it all day. And I got so much joy out of it. And then, you know, it was like, nah, all that work. I'll just, I want to go and destroy myself in this little D3 college, you know? And like I said, I wouldn't change it, but one of those little things that I'm like, eh, maybe I should have, you know, yeah. Hawaii Pacific <laughs> offered me a position. I was like, I should have went, but yeah, it is maybe, what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like a pretty nice area, yeah. but I ended up in Door County. I mean, what's better You're than doing that? Right. Yeah. So anyway, disc golf. Yeah. Where we were we <laughs> This is a football <laughs> podcast now? <you> know? Yeah. <laughs> we covered the, another depressing Packers loss. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> oh, we were talking about the course development. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, I first started playing on Dave's Land as well. So, but the course development, it's it's beautiful how much everybody has latched on. So, Sister Bay and Jacksonport kind of happened simultaneously. There was okay. nothing up here other than Dave's Land. Yeah. And Sister Bay and Jacksonport kind of latched on simultaneously. And J.R. Jorce and I sat in a in the Blue Horse Bistro, and just BS'd over, you know, the the layout he did he had proposed. And I said, you know, you might want to change a couple of these things just for safety issues like crossing fairways. And he went in, did it, and it worked out fantastically. And I was on the board in Sister Bay at the time, and so I was just like, you know, why not? We have this. It's fairly non-intrusive. You know, let's see if we can do it. And they were like, absolutely, let's go for it. Let's see what we can do. And at the time, the equipment was quite a bit cheaper than it is now. It's almost doubled in price since wow. the time that I put that in. So that was six or seven years ago. Okay. But yeah, it was just, and we made it very specific, wide open. We want to make sure that we're, you know, giving beginners and intermediate players something to play on. And the transition went in and we kind of abandoned Dave's place. <laughs> and <laughs> I always think I kind of kick myself because before they started building the houses and stuff out there, I wish we would got back and just played it like, once a month or something like that, just to keep that nostalgia going yeah. and see how we were progressing. Cause I remember it was a hard course. Yeah. And then, then we started playing like every single day for like a year. <laughs> I wonder how it would have been if we went a bit back, you know? Yeah. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwanee counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. 
To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. Some of Door County's best stargazing happens indoors. Every year at Door Community Auditorium, we present a star-studded lineup of concerts featuring artists like Brandy Carlisle, The Lumineers, Jason Isbell, Mavis Staples, Billy Strings, Beach Boys, and Buddy Guy. You're now listening to Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives returning to our stage in Fish Creek, October 22nd. Visit dcauditorium.org for a full calendar of upcoming events and to get your tickets today. Well, Sister Bay's course is, it's at the sports complex. Right. I did, like, I live a couple of 40s down the road from it. And I'll fat bike through the orchards around there and with my dog. Mm -hmm. And there was one time when my dog just, like, the course and the the kind of path I take on my bike overlap a little bit. And my dog actually ran and caught somebody's Frisbee out of the air and started taking (laughs) off with it. And I got some glares from a few of the guys playing. It might have been Monkey, I'm not sure, but Josh Langer. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh. Yeah, so you can interrupt the course. Yeah. But so that one goes kind of around the sports complex. Mm-hmm. The and it's pretty unobtrusive, right? Yeah. And then you have one where's the one at Jacksonport? Jacksonport is at the softball near the fire station. Okay. It's behind that park. So that smaller park, it's a nine hole with two pads on each hole. Mm-hmm. And there is a basket in the waterfront park, but that's just to say, hey, there's a disc golf course there. Okay. Put it just in kind there. of point and Right. Yeah. And that one's um, open. It doesn't, there's no mountain bike trails or anything like that on that park. So it's basically soccer fields that are out there in a baseball field or a softball field or baseball field, whatever that is. And very unique lines, fun layout. Like it is a really entertaining course and it has very short tee pads for the short pads, which allow anybody to go out there. I mean, they have some that are like 70 feet, you know, so they're really, really nice and comfortable for anybody that's ever just wants to go out and just kind of a beginner's out. level. Exactly. You might get a couple aces, you know, who knows? So Bailey's Harbor then put one in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At, over at their recreational park, right? Right. Okay. Right. And are these all nine hole 18? Uh, Bailey's Harbor is a full 18. Okay. You know, we have turf tee pads. So the way that Bailey's Harbor kind of hashed out is that I approached Bailey's Harbor and said, Hey, I noticed you got this new land. We'd love to propose a disc golf course on it. And we'll raise the money. We'll do all that stuff for it. So long story short, after a couple meetings, they they lent us the money to buy the baskets, tee pads, and signs. And then we ended up paying them back about three years later. Okay. But we we just proposed, like, we'll put it in. We'll do all the work. We'll do everything. And they graciously said, yeah, go for it. Let's stay on the front half of that 40 so you get 20 acres. And um, it's worked out fantastic. And the popularity of that course is just exploding and booming, especially since 2020 because the – I mean, just the nature of disc golf was good to get out. You could, you know, socially distant and you weren't around a lot of people. Yeah. So it just took off. And after that, that course gets a ton of use. I mean, every time I go out there, there's probably two or three cars out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is great. And, you know, there's something like 300 and some reviews on the UDisc app, which is an app that shows huh. you where disc golf courses are. And then you can review it. And you think, you know, the reviews, they maybe come from, 15 to 20% of the population that plays it, mm. you know? So, but it, yeah, it's great. And we actually run a tournament, a flex start tournament every month out there at Bailey's. Cause that's kind of our crown jewel, you okay. know, so to speak. And then we have two other tournaments, one on the orchards and one on Maxwell and Bray's at the fringes of the season as well. Okay. So yeah, but it's just a ton of support. We're working with Gills Rock right now 
they actually just are should be in the process of purchasing baskets for a small plot of land they have. Yeah, that's a town of Liberty Grove has jumped in to support it, and mm-hmm. it's but the course itself is. Gills Rock is part of Liberty Grove, for those who don't know. Right. Um, and then uh, I think it's back kind of by the Maritime Museum area. Yep, is that right? Right behind it. So it actually right touches that small park in the Maritime Museum. There's a long slender, about 13 acres that goes back there. So we'll get a out and back. We're able to get nine holes and then a practice basket out in the open area of the park. Okay. So that'll be uh, Liberty Grove, Sister Bay, Bailey's Harbor, Jacksonport. Mm-hmm. Am I missing any? Does Sturgeon Bay have a course? Uh, Sturgeon Bay does, yeah. So they have Sunset, and then they also have Sugar Creek. Okay. Um, So Sugar Creek is in Sugar Creek County Park, and that's a really tight 18. Um, And that was done by Jim Van Lannan out of Manitowoc. Okay. That was probably the first one in Door County, or Northern Northern Door here. And then Sunset was, I think, the first course that ever went in, but with Sunset Park being flooded and everything, is really, I think there's maybe three or four playable holes at this point. Okay. So, and I've approached them about using some other acreage that they have up by the water tower. I guess there's quite a bit of acreage and I've been like, Hey, we can do this really simply, really easily. Let's move those baskets and would cost a lot of money. Just haven't heard a thing back, but who knows, you know, maybe one of these days it's just patience. Yeah. Do you ever play all of them in one day? I have, yeah, all <laughs> yeah, right. just for funsies, but we started in Sugar Creek and I was just like, well, let's go, I'm going to do this. Let's just go see how all of them are. So do the full tour. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's fun. You know, it, it, it'll wear you out. What's your best. You said Bailey's Harbor is like your crown jewel. Is that mm-hmm. kind of what people think of as like the best course? Yeah. 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 Well, um, you know, Jackson Port has an appeal that Bailey's doesn't cause Bailey's is much tighter, more technical. Um, so it takes a more advanced player to play that one. Okay. Well, but Jacksonport is pretty open and fun. You know, it's kind of, I don't want to compare it to a mini golf course, but, you know, it's like the mini golf course compared to a Lynx. You okay. know, it's just those two different. So, so Jacksonport is like a great one for somebody who just wants to get started. Exactly. And Sister Bay might fall into that too. I don't know. Yeah, but, I would yeah. say so too. You know, they're a bit longer of holes, but you can, when you stand on the tee bed, you can see the basket. Okay. Bailey's Harbor, that's not the case. Okay. You know, I, some of them, but not all of them. And disc golf, you have different discs. Like this kind of... Mm-hmm. Surprised me when I went and bought some discs once. I'm like, oh, that, you need multiple? Yeah. So it's kind of like regular golf where you have right. clubs. But what do those different discs do? So you have like a putter. Right. And yep. Yeah. There's putters, mid range, fairways, control drivers, drivers. There's even upshot discs, like approach discs. If you want to get real technical, they have kind of the colloquial, <laughs> however you say that word, those terms, you know, they use, we use overstable, stable, and understable to describe the flight path. And what that means is if you're a right-hand, backhand player, overstable is as soon as you throw the disc, it's going to try to bail to the left. Stable is straight. So you're going to throw the disc, it's going to try to stay on that line. And then there's understable. When you throw the disc right-hand, backhand, it's going to want to go to the right. So a bit of a slice. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a slice or, you know, ultimate players we call outside in or inside out. Okay. You know, so it's, it's, those terms, but every one of the discs in every one of those categories do different things. So there's a glide a rating on a disc, there's a turn rating on a disc, and there's a fade rating on a disc and a speed. So, and those four numbers kind of determine what classification that disc goes into and what it's supposed to do for you. And it all depends on your arm speed and all that stuff. So there's so many different factors yeah. and wind and, you know, there's <laughs> all that stuff. But, you know, for beginners, just grab a disc, whatever feels good and whatever makes your heart happy and go play. <laughs> you know, that's, that's all I tell Have a little people. fun. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that 
who's that, that Lisa Wu, whoever does like the <laughs> simplify your wardrobe on HDB oh, yeah, TV yeah. or something like, hold it to your heart. If you like it, then go for it, you know? <laughs> so just that's picturing you. I <laughs> just hold it, having power lifting and also cradling your yeah, Exactly. Um, <laughs> how big is this? Like you've gotten these, this courses, the growth has really been in the last seven, eight years mm -hmm. for this, but like how many people are regularly playing up here? Do you have any idea? So during the summer, we're seeing about just, just in leagues. We do a Thursday night league every week. Just in leagues, we, on average, we see about 16 to 24 people. Okay. And those are people that are like regular come. And then we have individuals that come up on vacation that'll kind of join us here and there. You know, in fringe seasons, it gets less because everybody goes back home, college students and all that stuff. But I would say an active population, because I know a lot of people that don't, that play, you know, like business owners and things like that, yeah. like M Meredith from White Gold. They oh, started sure. playing recently and Roots, you know, they're playing yeah. and- Coffee Lab, you from Coffee Lab, like he play, like there's a lot of people that play Joel Bremer, you know, good eggs. That's usually why Randy randomly closes his coffee shop. He's just <laughs> exactly. out playing, He's out playing like, disc golf. Yeah. I'm not opening till one today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry exactly. guys. <laughs> Gotta get around it, you know. Coffee shop open only in the evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Always good to jab Randy once in a while. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean we've ran into quite a few people out there. So I would say the population up here, and especially in Sturgeon Bay, north, I, you know, we're probably seeing 150 people. Do you ever do, so you have these tournaments that mm -hmm. are actual like competitive tournaments, just right. like a golf tournament, but do you do any sort of like uh, intro clinics or anything like that for people? So or have you thought of that? Yes. So we, I've worked with, and of course 2020 happened, so we'll try to yeah. stay off the bad parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, and it, it's a good comedian excuse too, but in 2020 I had lined up with Annan to get into the schools to do some stuff. And then also in the high school, I can't remember the individual I was working with, but into the high school as well, just to do some classes and things. So 2020 happened, obviously the limit to access of, you know, coming onto campus was just, wasn't able to happen. Yeah. So um, that kind of fell to the wayside. Boys and Girls Club, I think we've had three different directors pretty recently. Yeah. It's been a crazy turnover Hard and some going. really horrible, you know, circumstances for some of the, yeah. you know, like one of them passed away. Yeah. So we've had that set up with each one of them. And, you yeah. know, this most recent one, Steve, we were going to do something in August and he left, <laughs> you know, so it's just <laughs> one of those, like, it's just coming up, but yes, so we do it. And then if anybody ever wants lessons or anything like that, we're more than happy to do it. You know, we, we have probably three or four guys that would be just brilliant people to, you know, have those lessons and get it on the FIED curriculum. Like I, I would have taken that over archery and yeah. <laughs> like yeah. some of the other, the square dancing that we did. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I don't know. Square dancing comes in handy, right? I mean, <laughs> been a while. Yeah, been a while since I bet. But but and then how is the store going? Because like it's a pretty niche market to have it a disc golf store. Absolutely is, and especially in Door County. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in in Green Bay, we would be. I mean, we're we're. I wouldn't say we're thriving, but we're doing well. Yeah. And I think a lot of our business comes from people that know somebody. Like oh my son, my husband, my nephew, my grandson, and they'll come in and just pick up two or three discs. But the shop itself is doing well. When we started the shop, so there's four of us involved. When we started the shop, I kind of set the boundary of saying two years. Like, I don't care how bad the first year is. We have to stick it out because we have to see, you yeah, know, see the if you're building anything. Exactly. So once we, and we're into the second season now and you know, all of our debts are paid back, you know, like all that <laughs> stuff is happening. So it's great. We're seeing uh, the needle moving towards, you know, the good direction, the direction it's supposed to. So I don't see any reason why we would shut the shop down at this point. I mean, it's, it's 
Thrivent. It's on its own, you know, dollar right now. We're not supplementing it from Julie's or from, you know, something like sure. that. So it's working out pretty well. We're pretty happy with it. We have a good stable employee that's been there for quite a while now, a little over a year. And, um, you know, he's just an absolute infectious personality and knows a lot about the game, you know, and he can point you to the right discs, you know. So, and that's, it's just been working out really well. I'm, I'm better than I thought it was going to when we started it. Yeah. I thought it was going to be something that was just going to be a passion of mine that I'm going to throw money into every year. <laughs> and it's worked out much better than that. Kind of like a restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> passion yeah. that I just threw up <laughs> Yeah. That and a um, boat, right? Or yeah, right. <laughs> just flush it down the toilet, yeah. as one of my friends said. Mm -hmm. Just crumble up some dollar bills and... Flush him down the toilet. <laughs> exactly. Go throw it in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> so you, coming up, though, you have, there's the big disc golf event at Max Walton. That's right. this fall, right? Uh, that's spring. So oh, that's, that's the springtime. Spring right. yeah. There were just snow on it. That's right. There yeah. was, <laughs> last year, you guys were playing in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. So this year was beautiful weather. The year prior was snow. And then it was 19 where we had that, like, 18 or 19 inches the night oh, before. Yeah. Like it yeah. was a beautiful <laughs> spring. And then all of a sudden we had like 19 inches. And we still had like well, 24, 25 guys show up and like, yeah. let's go, you know, and a couple of ladies as well. Yeah, let's go lose some discs. You know, <laughs> we'll find it when they melt. So, so what do you have in the fall then? So a... the fall is a fall classic on the orchards. Okay. So we right. actually rent out the signature side from Jack and we've been doing, this is the fifth year, maybe okay. sixth year actually, minus COVID. Minus 2020, we didn't do it that year, but it was a, this is the fifth one, I think. And okay. um, it's great. We sell out every year. We do a doubles tournament on Saturday and then the sanctioned tournament on Sunday. And the doubles, doubles tournament, we have actually moved to Bailey's last year. So we're doing it at Bailey's and then the single still stays over at Orchards. And then there was one other course I wanted to mention. You guys had talked about doing something in Town of Gibraltar at one point, right? Right. And yep. then is that... It fallen by the wayside or where is that at? There's still a little ember there. So Fish Creek Park right behind actually where the shop is, they have some trail systems and a lot of underutilized land back there. There's about 33 acres. And so I've approached them about doing it. And the parks is good for it, but it's, it's the concern of damaging the ecosystem back sure. there. So we're trying to work with them to figure out um, what we can do. And it sounds promising. I just think it sounds, it seems to be that we need to, kind of satisfy some concerns okay. before anything goes in. But you got to take the town board out for a round of disc golf. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just take them out and go, yeah. No, it's actually, I think the board and the parks committee, they're fine with it. Uh, there's some concerns from some locals sure. about, you know, the nature back there and yeah. cutting trees and things. So, and I get it. I, I completely understand that. And I'm not one to force disc golf into a community that's not ready for it. Sure. You know, because I don't want to start off on that foot. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense because this is a community sport, you know, and even our shop and the club, everything's focused on community. We really want to use disc golf to grow, you know, and give back to the community. And we've done, been very successful at that. And I just, I'm not willing to force this beautiful activity on somebody, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then create these hardships. Like, yeah. And we know how sensitive some can be about trees and certain trees mm -hmm. in areas and, you know, and I get it. I understand it. You know, I love, I love what we have up in Door County and I don't want to taint that in any way, shape or sure. form. So, and if people think we were geeking out about disc golf here, um, <laughs> Shane hosts the night owls disc golf podcast. What do you guys talk about? Like you said, you've been doing this for a couple of years. You got like 70 some episodes. Mm -hmm. How, what do you talk about for 70 episodes? of disc golf? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> everything. So have you ever watched the movie basketball? Yeah. <laughs> 
it's kind of like that. You know, you have this really niche group of people that are very passionate about a sport and there's drama where there shouldn't be drama. And that's what we talk about, <laughs> you know, so it's stuff like that. But we talk what about is the drama on disc golf. Uh, what is the disc golf community torn up? Like, about? like painted OB lines as opposed to just having natural OB or whether a course should be wide open or have trees or, you know, it's like things like that. Like, should we be playing national tour or pro tour events in a place that doesn't have cell phone coverage so we can't live stream, <laughs> you know, those type of things. And it's like, it's not quite. Saudi Arabian investment in the, in the tournament. <laughs> no, the, not quite the live, but yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. No, we, um, so we talk about that type of stuff and then we talk about players' performances and then there's, you know, those are just hot button items. Steroids, probably a big steroids, thing. Steroids, yeah. exactly, is a huge one. No, we don't have any steroids, but transgender has been one of the topics that we've oh, talked really? about most recently because yeah, huh. um, a transgender, uh, I apologize, I don't know proper phrases, but a f- transitioned female, okay. is that correct? So she won FPO. And there's this big hubbub about it and which FPO is a female pro open. Okay. And that's the top level of the female. And she won one of the things and there was this big to do about it. Sure. Um, so we talk about that, give our opinions on it. Yeah. And then we talk about, you know, rules and regulations that the PDGA does. And for the most part, we really don't talk. I mean, we get on tangents about all kinds of different things. Like, <laughs> I mean, but with my passion of business, we talk about the business side of disc golf as well. And, what companies are doing, how they're, you know, progressing or what they're doing. And we actually have conversations with companies about those type of things. Why, you know, why they have such a hard hold on the market or what they plan on doing in the next five or 10 years, you know, that type of Hmm. stuff. So where do you think, speaking of five or 10 years, where do you think disc golf can go indoor county or what would you like to see it be? So of course I would love to see it be a Mecca, have it be a reason just as much as the lake is a reason that people come to Door County, I want it to be disc golf to be that same reason. Because it is a different demographic, and the demographic that plays has quite a large disposable income because they're mm-hmm. usually kidless individuals that are roaming around playing all these courses. And there's been a couple studies done of the dollar amounts that they bring into communities every time they come in. But that's my pitch for <laughs> you know sure. selling it. But it's just more of a selfish reason. I just love playing disc golf. I mean, it's, <laughs> and I love playing with people and I love exposing people to it. And the more opportunities, the different types of courses, I can really find someone's flavor that way yeah. and point in that direction. So what I would like to see is get at least one or two championship level courses. So we talk about Bailey's Harbor. Now it's a tournament level course, but I wouldn't call it a championship level. But if we get some of these larger A tiers and tours stops, here, I mean, those are thousands and thousands of people that are brought hmm. into this community. I know a lot of people might be cringing, like, we got enough, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but man, it sure would be nice to see that up here. Yeah. You know, and just expose more people to what we have up here in Door County. Like, just beautiful area, some fantastic businesses, restaurants. I mean, I just, I truly have a great passion for Door County. And if I can help Disc Golf push that out there, I mean, yeah. why not? Why not? Who, um, who's the best player up here? Oh, so... I would definitely say me, <laughs> but <laughs> Jordan Zacek, actually my yeah. brother-in-law, has been absolutely just leveling his game up. So I don't know if I can confidently say me anymore. So it's either yeah, between him it's or getting I. getting close. Yeah. And there's a and, lot of people that are there. Way, so I've been saying his last name wrong all this time. It's Zacek, not Zacek. That's correct. Zacek. Right. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's been a hard name. getting a whole family's name wrong all these years. <laughs> yep. Yep. But yeah, I would say him. 
you know, Tyler Frickman gets up there and competes with us quite a bit. And then we have some guys that come in and out, some of the younger guys that just absolutely have arms that can throw, you know, 500 feet, 600 feet, which is huge, but not useful here. <laughs> you know, we don't have that type of distance on our courses yeah. up here. So, but yeah, I would say it's either between Jordan or I, and I think, you know, the competitive nature of me says it's me, but I think I have to give the nod to Jordan right now. So, <laughs> <right>. sadly. <laughs> humble. Yeah. Humble. A yeah. little bit of humble. No, kind of. <laughs> well, Shane, thanks for joining. We're, we actually ended up doing almost 40 minutes on this. This is <laughs> surprising. But, um, yeah, it's cool to see different interests take off here. And when you mention, you know, this being a place that people go to, it, it isn't even so much like right now, at least that, hey, you're coming here because of disc golf. But for those who like it, like just letting people know that, hey, there's an opportunity to play that. Just like when the skate park went on in Sturgeon Bay, if you're a skateboarder, there's a great skate park here now. It is. So yeah. if you just happen to do that, it's like one more thing you can do on your vacation. Just like people who are like, well, I'll go up there. Maybe I don't have this attachment to Door County, but I love to bike or I love to get on the water. It's like, oh, there's a, there's these opportunities to do that while I'm there. Or now you can, you know, there's breweries here. Right. Ten years ago, there's nothing. So yeah. just different ways to, to keep people interested in Door County. And, you know, hopefully young families end up getting them to move here. So. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's a low-cost sport. I mean, once you buy yeah. a disc, almost all courses are free. Um, yeah. There are pay-to-play courses, but... Well, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. So mm-hmm. for people who leave this podcast going, oh, I want to check that out or I want to learn more, mm-hmm. like, that's a great point. You're not shelling out the money that you have to do to go play around to golf. Well, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, a $20, you know, a disc, I mean, you can buy them down to like eight bucks. Mm-hmm. Buy an $8 disc and go play. You know, it's just like a swing set at a park. Just jump on the course whenever it's open and go play. You know, yeah. you don't have to check in. You don't have to get a tee time. Just go play. All right. Well, with that, Shane, thanks again for joining us. Your podcast is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find that probably anywhere. Every platform. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, maybe we'll see you out there on the course sometime. Absolutely. Sounds good, Miles. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse Podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.